0: It's Song Talk Radio. Welcome to Song Talk Radio, the show with songwriters talking to other songwriters about the craft of songwriting. We share tips, tools, and techniques, and together we all become better at writing songs. I'm your host, Neil Modi, and with me, my co-host, Phil Emery. How you doing, Phil?
1: I'm very happy to be back.
0: Welcome back. Uh, yeah, we missed you last week, and uh, yeah. we had a good, good episode otherwise, but uh, yeah, welcome back. And uh, for our listeners, please send your comments and questions to at Song Talk Radio on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, or feedback at songtalk.ca uh, for the email, and we'll share your thoughts on the show. And please visit songtalk.ca to see the show post for this episode to find links to resources we mention, and to download lyric and chord sheets to follow along with the songs we feature. And uh, before we get to uh, today's guest, uh, just a couple of uh, interesting news items uh, uh, this past week. Uh, the first one, of course, um, was uh, uh, Julie Black um, changes one word in the Canadian national anthem, which she was singing at the uh, the uh, NBA All Star game and uh so this is kind of an interesting interesting little thing and, and i mean i mean today i was just reading a couple of the news articles and stuff and, and it's interesting how many times you know that we're not aware of or this i'm not aware of that the anthem has changed and anthems yeah. do change even though you know you, you you think that they're kind of written in stone but you know there's there are songs just like any other <laughs> and, and, there's really like, and they can be changed so um yeah so it's kind of it's kind of an interesting interesting thing there
1: yeah, and uh, some people freaked out about it, but I think, um,
0: yeah.
1: you know, it's it's and it, she's not wrong.
0: She's not wrong. She's certainly not wrong. It actually reminded me of something. I don't know why this stuck with me years and years later. I heard an interview on like Much Music or something with Sting. Some journalist was interviewing Sting, and and he was asking Sting about something to do with you know British politics or something like that, right? Right. And 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 Sting even said, you know, like. He basically said, like, like, dude, I'm a songwriter. Like, I don't know why everyone cares how I feel about politics, but you want to know, so I'll tell you. Like people always ask. <laughs> right. he's like I'm not an expert on these things. I'm not, you know, an advocate for this, that, the other. I just write songs, <laughs> kind of thing, right? And but but that being said, like there's, you know, there's a long and storied tradition of of protest songs. Um, that, mm. that that actually I mean, protest songs are interesting because they 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 span all Genres, there's, there's rock, there's folk, there's rap, there's metal, there's, you know, everyone, it's is, it is about as ubiquitous as love songs, I think. <laughs> well, I think you know, so, yeah. Politically, politically driven protest songs. So every, you know, songwriters have, have something to say about it, say about <laughs> stuff. <laughs>
1: well, sure. of course, the uh, most famous, uh, earliest protest song was, um, Luke is a Jerk which, of course, was written by one of the Neanderthals, and we found that. <laughs> and apparently it was about Ook, because Ook's a big jerk, and um, and the author wanted everyone to know that. So
0: Was that recorded on tape, or was that recorded on It
1: was an early rock record.
0: <laughs> early rock! Oh, dear. Okay, <laughs> Phil, Phil's going to be here all week, folks. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Don't forget to tip your waiter.
0: Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, and of course, yeah. Yes.
1: We got uh, some interesting email. I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We got. Uh, we got. A, we got a great email from uh, one, one of our uh, uh, meetup members, um, uh, Blue Stew, uh, emailed us. It actually, emailed us a while back, but they just reminded us again <laughs> that um, that uh, he 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 he's, he's from London, um, UK and uh he he actually has his own uh uh, songwriters meetup he said he had a meetup of his own back in uh like before the pandemic which kind of didn't i guess didn't survive but um but he's got another meetup now that's just like a songwriters unplugged night which is giving songwriters a monthly chance to perform a song or two live no formal feedback no teaching no business angle it's just Mm -hmm. to share songs and it's going to be happening in london england in case any of our any of our uk listeners um Mm -hmm. or uh, they're also doing meetups over zoom so We'll put a link to that uh, meetup group and um, see if anyone is interested um, in that, which is pretty cool. And the other thing he's done, which is really cool, is he's actually created a, a playlist on Spotify of the song talk it's called it canada's song talk showcase and it says song talk is a monthly online song share meetup group and a fascinating songwriters podcast they welcome all cor- uh, all co- uh, welcome all comers <laughs> they <laughs> educate they inform and they're great just listen is your song missing from the list email songwriters of the world at gmail.com and uh and you can get your song uh put onto onto Stu's list so it's 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 pretty cool. We got we got songs from. Uh, I, I asked him if one of my songs up there from my electro pop EP. Uh, Sherry Jacoby, who was on the podcast last week, uh, filling in for you, Phil. He, he heard one of her songs, and Marky Polito, who's contributed to our uh, songwriting challenge. Um, oh yes, uh, his, one of his songs is on there, and he's been to our meetup as well from Seattle. Oh. And uh, yeah, so th- th- there's you know if you if you're curious to hear what other meetup members are up to, then um, certainly it's a good it's a good way to support them and to, you know, get them their fraction of a fraction of a fraction of a penny for a play on SoundCloud.
1: Oh, what's so great is that... Or
0: Spotify, sorry.
1: There's so many different approaches to having online um, Zoom-based songwriter meetups, and they can be, you know, like the old Song Circle, I think they used to call it, where everyone would just play a song. Mm -hmm. And then there's other ones where you have, you know, um, uh, there's the fellow whose name I can't remember right offhand. And he actually has a full lesson and he goes quite in depth on certain subjects. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there's ours, which, of course, is just people um, sharing songs and getting feedback from each other. And I think that was the thing that really attracted me.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's very kind of from the ground up kind of thing, because you're really hearing from other members. It's not it's not the top down thing where we're, where we're kind of facilitating, but really yeah. like when like when we're hosting, we tend to try and get everyone else to participate and, and get, you know, you hear you hear feedback from everybody else and um i think yeah the, the one you were when you were mentioning before i think you were talking about chad uh, yes. chad shank um uh who's um who's actually how i i met uh, our guest tonight just through chad and <laughs> one oh, of his really cool. one of his online uh events um he yeah. does all sorts of events workshops and things and actually just this past weekend he did a a similar one to our uh, to our meetup uh where people submitted their songs beforehand mm-hmm. um so we had a he had a playlist already in place um and then we went through them and it was the same thing just opened up the Room or the Zoom <laughs> to um, to feedback from the other members, and I, I, I took part in that. It was it was pretty fun. It was pretty cool.
1: One of the nice things about the song talk meetup is that it's it's not about how commercial or you know how viable your song is. It's about it's about you know trying to help people discover the answer to their songwriting problems. There's some mm-hmm. other ones, I think, like the Nashville uh, Songwriters Association. You know, they have A&R guys, and they'll say, okay, well, you're pitchy here, and, you know, it doesn't work, mm-hmm. and this would never sell. And if you're wanting to be a professional songwriter, that's an important thing to know, and that is a step. But the great thing about, I think, the Song Talk meetup is that it's open to people who are, you know, just starting out, and they've never written a song or never even presented a song. And, um, you know, it doesn't have to be great. It doesn't even have to be finished. In Mm -hmm. fact, non-finished songs are probably even better. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Because then you can go go. Well, I've got this verse in the chorus. What do you think? Is it something I should I should work on, or is it you know should I just let it go? Or
2: yeah,
1: and that's kind of a nice. Sometimes those um, A and R meetups, or sometimes I'll have them at um, SoCan things, or you know, very uh, conferences, and they can be pretty nasty. And some you know, Mm -hmm. and I guess in the real world, that's kind of what the way things would be. But um, I think we need to save space for people who are just, you know, who are just who just love writing songs. That's mm-hmm. what we're good at.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, I must admit it at, at Chad's songwriting circle thing last weekend. It was, it, there was a, a little bit more of a slant towards understanding what are you going to do with this song? Who are you going to try to sell it to? What market are you going for? Like, I'll, right, you know, that, that came up a couple of times um, during that meetup where. Yeah, for for our meetup, it, it it rarely comes up if at all, um, yeah. and uh, but it's certainly nothing. It's something that we don't we don't push. We just uh, look at the our, our our group tends to just look at the song for what it is. Yeah, and just go with that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. All right, key dokey, awesome. All right, um, so yeah, we'll definitely put links to all that stuff um, on the show post um, for today's uh, episode, and uh, and thank you too for uh, for your Spotify playlist. That's really cool. And, thank you too forward to hearing all that. And um, okay, so tonight, we are very happy to welcome a Minnesota-based songwriter and artist, uh, Sarah Peterson. And here's a taste of her new song, It's Just a Tree. It's
2: just a tree around the bend of highway 50 holding on to leaves when it should have let them go before the days got shorter and i can't help but start to wonder is it strong or is it stubborn does it not know
0: Sarah Peterson is a Minnesota-based songwriter and artist carving out her own unique space in the singer-songwriter world. Her love of words has pulled her into many co-writes and other, and other songwriters and artists from all over the world. Her debut artist project seamlessly blends bits of folk, Americana, and acoustic pop sounds. With this project, Sarah is working hard to meet her listeners in the messiness of life so they feel understood and maybe just a little less alone. Welcome to Song Talk Radio, Sarah.
3: Thanks, Neil. Thanks for having me.
0: Thanks for being on the show. And um, I, I just want to first start out with a with a, a little note of gratitude, uh, a shout out to you, Sarah, because um, uh, last year during our song rating challenge, um, I had reached out to you because I had met you through we were just talking about Chad Shank, I met, met you yeah. me through one of his his meetups, and um, and you were very uh, focused and and. And, and interested in, in lyrical content and, and really making making an emotional impact with your songs, and so I actually shared my updated version to our songwriting challenge song after I had, you know, met with you online, and uh, and you encouraged me to to really examine my song in a different way. So, which I, I definitely think I ended up with a better <laughs> version of my song. So that's
3: a cool so thank song. <laughs> I'm glad you shared it with me. I always feel honored when somebody shares a song. Um, because oh. it's always a part of us. Like <laughs> we yeah. don't write them from nowhere. So it's, it's yeah. I I am always honored when, when it's for in that for sort sure. of a situation.
0: So as as far as far as I know, you you you've done a lot of co-writes in the mm-hmm. past. And and if I'm not mistaken, this this album of yours that you're releasing is the first solo Sarah Peterson album, is it not?
3: Yeah. Um so that's what what, what, what changed right. you? Um well <laughs> Uh, the song that you shared a piece of um, was part of a co-write. Um, we went and wrote the song, and I brought a picture of a tree that had been gnawing at me for a while. A, a tree that I drive by. Well, used to drive by. It's gone now. But I drove by every day, and um, it would hold on to its leaves all winter long, and I just couldn't get over the why of it. It was It wasn't a pine tree. It was a tree that should have let go of its leaves in the fall, and it didn't. And, uh, you know, like most co-writes I've brought in, I'm like, this is probably a stupid idea. <laughs> you know, like, that's how you start, right? Like, yeah. this may be a dumb idea, but this is what I've been seeing. And this is, and they were, they, my co-writers, uh, Jonathan Goldstein and uh, Amrita Soon, um, were like, no, no, we want to write that. And, you know, once we wrote it, the song just, it just kept gnawing at me. Like, I had always been, I mean, I've been singing since I was a kid. I've been writing since I was a kid um and i've always just been half a step from artist and i mm. just never really i don't know what it was like i just i i would sing out and i would play out and i would do things but you know going full in artist was um there was just a roadblock there but i recorded this song because it meant something to me uh when i was in nashville and the second i heard it back it became an ep it became an album mm. like it All of a sudden, all these songs that I'd written over the past couple of years just fit together in this really organic way, and I was like, "Oh, well, shoot, now I've got to do that." (laughs) So it kind of, it just like I know it's a song about a tree, and so it's kind of corny, but it kind of grew. It just did its own thing, and all of a sudden, it would. I I know, right? It's just a tree. No, it's not just a tree. That darn tree's getting me (laughs) all in things. But it, uh, it just grew into a set of songs about. You know, all together, it just made sense. Sarah, you made um,
1: uh, a comment about being an artist that you weren't an artist before. Could you talk about what you mean by that?
3: Yeah, I think an official, like I'm out everywhere, kind of an artist. I would. I'm a photographer as well, and it took me a long time to feel like I was an artist in my photography. So I think it's just a natural progression for me. I think I, um, I think I've naturally limited that. Part of me, and I don't know that there's a good reason why. I think it's just something internal where I haven't, you know, claimed the label, <laughs> but I'm claiming it now. <laughs> so it's been it's been a really cool journey, um, and and I don't I'll never look back. It's been fantastic, and I'm excited about how how everything's been moving and watching a song actually move out into the world has been incredibly fulfilling personally even if financially it's spot like you know like pennies yeah. like less than pennies, less kind than of pennies thing. Yeah. yeah less than so pennies. Are,
0: are, but are, are, are all the songs on your ep co-writes or are some of them uh solo no,
3: um interestingly enough half of them are solo rights so three and three there's three of them are co-writes and three of them are solo rights and that wasn't intentional it's just kind of how it came about and um, and yeah, like, it's, and for me, it's a lot to put out solo write songs. So I must really like, them, <laughs> you know, cause I, I love co-writing and I love what, what co-writing does to a song. But.
0: Yeah. I was going to ask, like, do you, do you, do you really feel that way that, that your co-writes on the whole are superior? To I don't your know solo that writes?
3: they're superior, but I just have more like, um, no, I wouldn't say that's the truth, but I just co-write a lot more than I solo write. And so I just have more content that direction. But that doesn't necessarily matter for for the project I put together. I just want I wanted it to have a message. I know we release singles now, but as the EP stands together, it's it's it tells a story front to back. When, once it's released, it'll it'll tell a story front to back that I f- feel fits well together. Um, it's a little bit of a throwback because nobody listens that way, but I don't care because the songs go together. <laughs> I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean not nobody, but it's it's yeah. different, you know. It it's, is different. It's, yeah. The, it's the age of singles, and um, but I also think that there is a place for a me- a set of songs that have a message.
1: Hmm.
3: I think it's just because it's so easy to hear
1: songs in a single format. You know, back in the day, we'd all listen to AM radio. Those were all singles. Yep. Sometimes it only people only would put out a single. They wouldn't actually even put yep. out a whole album.
2: Yeah.
1: And but it is kind of nice to to actually sit down and listen to a full work from from top to bottom. And I think as as an artist, if you're going to release something it makes sense to actually release something at that kind of um in that kind of level you
3: know yeah i agree and i think it feels good too because it feels like something more than a single does like it feels you know having a body of work that gets released together um it just feels right. Honestly, for me, this one, it just felt right. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I'm big on going with that. Like, if that's what your artistry says, then that's what you should do, um, regardless yeah, of what everybody else is, you know, whatever, regardless of everything else, because yeah. that's what matters.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Just follow your gut, and you're probably going to be right. Yeah. <laughs> <this whole time. laughs>
3: and but if you're um, not, you're not going to care, because it's what yeah. felt right to you.
0: So can you talk a little bit about what your experiences, or or what, how do you feel about Um, the differences between writing solo and writing um, in in a collaborative environment, you find it, it, like I say, it doesn't necessarily result in better songs, but you've done it more. Is it easier? Is it?
3: I I think there is um, an energy that comes in a co-write that's hard to get on -hmm. your own. Um, There's um, also, I, I think you can bring an idea and elevate it if the right people are in the room. Like mm. if you are working with people you trust that are really good at X, Y, or Z, that you're not, you know, whatever your strength is, play that out in the room, but let somebody else who has a strength that, that um, is opposite of yours do their thing. And if you let every artist in the room, because we're all kind of artists creating our own work now, um, if you let everybody do their thing to the best of their ability and you work together well, the song is going to be just, it can't help but be stronger.
1: How how are you finding your co-writing
0: partners?
3: (laughs) Well, I started out with NSAI, um, gosh, two years ago, about two, three years ago. That's the Nashville
0: Songwriting Association.
3: Yeah, Nashville Songwriters Association. Um, Actually, it was right at the beginning of the pandemic. I had been going to attend something in person in Nashville, and then the world shut down. And then... National Songwriters Association put together um, a RISE program, which was basically one of the very first virtual <laughs> songwriting programs. Um, and during that program, they made you co-write. So this is probably like March of 2020. And I tell you what, it scared the heck out of me. I was, I'm not ashamed to say that it, I was like, I'm not one to run from things, but I was like, how is this gonna work? How am I possibly gonna write with somebody else? I've never written with anybody else. And now, it's my preferred. I mean, unless it's something okay. just really that grows naturally, like I even like to bring my own ideas like that I've started into a co-write most of the time, just because I, I like thinking through the direction. I like having people to be a sounding board. Um, Yeah, I mean, there are a few there are a few song ideas that I've kept for myself and won't touch in a co-write because they're just too much mine. But Mm. as long as I'm not that, as long as I, and I've grown unattached to most of my (laughs) songs, you know, like in the writing process, I get really attached once they're done, but in the writing process, I'm pretty unattached. And so um, bringing the ideas and exploring those with people I trust that are really great writers in their own right um, is just really cool. Plus, when the song succeeds, when it does something, you have people that are like partying with you, <laughs> you, have, you have people to celebrate with. And I think that's really cool too. Like um, if you wrote it all by yourself and it does fantastic, that's great. But then you're kind of wearing your own party hat and that's it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> let's, let's, let's talk about like let's, let's talk about it. it's 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 not a it's not a tree <laughs> yeah
2: it's just <laughs> it's
0: just, just a tree, a tree. sorry <laughs> it's just a tree um how, how, how did the um how did the division of labor go between the three of three songwriters on this
3: okay um amrita is a malaysian uh singer songwriter artist uh and she is uh, she does a lot of the musical parts um but and then Jonavi is really strong lyrically. I'm I'm strong lyrically, and I love being a second on melody. So it's just kind of organic, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like I, everybody brought those pieces, and then um, working together. You know, we're in a Google Doc. We're it's not glamorous. We're we're just grinding, and like did you get
0: together in a room, or was was this this was virtual?
3: Pretty much just exactly like what we're doing here on the screen. Yep, okay. we're just in a Zoom, right? Um, We've written together in person, but it's been very limited. Um, I mean, Emerita's is in Malaysia, so <laughs> she okay, wasn't. Enough, she yeah. was in so Nashville in yeah, at yeah. one point, but um, and we did right then. But uh, I will say, like, yeah, just over Zoom, and we're in a Google Doc, and somebody's playing guitar, and someone's singing random vocals, and and it's all kind of meshing together, and all of a sudden, you're like, oh, and then you get a first version, and then you let it sit for a bit and you come back and you look at it and go, what needs to be tightened up? You know, like, are there things, are there lyrics that, that we could beat? Like are Mm -hmm. there pieces of this song that we could make stronger? Um, And I really appreciate that part of the co-writing process because you can set it down come back. And then, you know, this thing that you built together, everybody's looking at it for the, for the pothole, for the holes, for the things that aren't as strong as they could be. And, and together you end up with something that, you know is just really locked in i love that
0: yeah like you said they're pulling their strengths and you can you really have you know you can you can have multiple ideas for the same line of lyric and and, yeah and then
3: then you you just yeah
2: Yeah.
3: and you just you just go back and forth and sometimes you know sometimes you lose the fight (laughs) like i want nope that's not quite the word there nope and then and you but you grow and and start to feel it more and you're like all of a sudden everybody's kind of going oh no that's that's what we want absolutely Mm -hmm.
0: especially in in this context like you said you came in with the idea so this is my idea in quotes right and how much how much of that are you willing to let go or or do you find that the songwriters kind of your co-songwriters kind of you said they just kind of jumped on your idea and Um, and embraced it and, and and stuck with it right
3: i brought in the concept
0: okay
3: i i let the rest go i brought in the concept i brought in the how it felt and we wrote it together i'm i'm not i don't in a co-writing room i don't believe in strong like i want to let everything on put everything on the table and come up with the best song for what we're writing Mm -hmm. regardless of how attached i am i i try not to be attached i know it's not always the easiest but the less attached you can be to any specific piece, the more attached you can be to the song, like to making it amazing. Making I, it I guess amazing. If, you
0: are, if you are feeling really, really attached to an idea and you even have some, mm-hmm. <clears throat> some specific ideas about how the song should be formed, then maybe that's the song you should stick to yourself.
3: Yeah, either that or you just say it up front.
0: Or say <laughs> it up front, or, or 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 bring or bring a or bring a, a half finished, three quarters finished draft yeah. and say, how can we work on this? Because that, that's that is absolutely a form of co-writing absolutely. as well. I've, I've done that yep. before in my band. I'm like, all I did was a chorus. I have an idea. Here's the chorus. Yep. And then my co-writer wrote the verses and everything. I'd like, and we worked together on the bridge, and it was it was it was fine. You know, it was good. yeah.
3: And I think if you bring the idea, like, if you if you feel really strongly about something, usually a good co-writer will be like, okay, I think we can use eighty, ninety percent of that, and then it's like, you know, you can. There's some shifting and juggling. Um, I, I did that recently with a song with a different co-writer, oh, a different song, and I was like. But I'm really attached to this hook and how it lands, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, but everything else is negotiable. But I'm really attached to this particular hooky little melody bit. And, you know, and I think that's fair. But I also think that's part of um, knowing your co-writers and building those teams of people you trust that you can say okay, but I really, really, really want, you know, you save it. Like, it's like when you're working on a project with a spouse, you're like, you save the things you really want and put them at top priority on your what I'm going to fight for list. You know, I'm willing to go to battle for that thing that I really, really want, and I'm willing to let the rest go. I think it's a little bit like that.
0: Because the the, the interesting thing about this song is the title, it's just a tree. But when you get into the lyrics, it's not just a tree. (laughs) (laughs) Like, there's... I mean, I'm, I, I mean, I mean, I'll be honest. When I when I heard this song, I'm like, okay, it can't just be a tr- it can't be a song about just a tree. It's got to be a metaphor for something else. So I'm reading into this, going, okay, what's the, <laughs> what's the tree, the metaphor? for? What's it really about? Yeah. And then, of course, you you said it was literally about a tree. <laughs> at least, it at is least truly, as, literally, it's it, it started, it, started about a tree. At least as a starting point. But mm-hmm. but so the, 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 I guess that's my question: is in terms of content, like, how did it how did it evolve from it being just about a tree to being well, we were talking
3: about, you know, about how we hold on to things too tightly. We were talking about, you know, like things that, that um, happen to you that you have no control over. And maybe that's and, and those are the things that we can choose to grow from. It's a, things we can choose to just, um, you know, hang on too tight or we can let them go and we can become more from it. And, and it was just this whole discussion. It was a very great discussion before we touched a, a line of the song you know mm-hmm. and, then, and then once we had how it should feel you know because you know we've all hit points in in our you know if we're not 15 we've all hit points in our life where we're like what just happened mm-hmm. <laughs> you know like what just happened how that was a big deal like and and how do you um you know acknowledge it but also keep going and, and find a way to be stronger. And there's just so much tied into the song that, you know, there are losses through our life and how do we, how do we continue on? You know, how do we, how do we move forward? (laughs) There's all kinds of loss, you know, whether it's a relationship or a death or this or that, there's all kinds of loss in our life. We maybe lost a job that we just really wanted. Um, And how do we keep moving forward and how do we, you know, how do we move forward through it? Well, shall we take a listen?
0: Let's take a listen to it, and then we can talk a little bit more. Perfect. Here we go.
2: It's just a tree Round the bend of Highway 50 Holding on to leaves when it should have let them go Before the days got shorter And I can't help but start to wonder Is it strong or is it stubborn? Does it not know That there are things we lose That we're just not ready and go so like that tree maybe i hold on too tight to things that i should probably leave behind cause life got Time here. Alone. There are things we lose that we're just not. dream round the bend of highway 50
0: great stuff that was Very just nice. a tree uh songwriters uh, giovanni goldstein and ria soon and sarah peterson
3: and i would love to thank simon reed for the production on that he did a fantastic oh, job and was a yeah, pivotal piece of making that song beautiful
0: those real strings, or were they sampled?
3: Uh, he played all the instruments. I'm not. Yeah. Uh, he he took care of all the instruments, so I'm not okay. sure. He's very <laughs> extremely talented. <laughs> yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah, I like it. It's um, it's a
1: nice little short um, short song, and um, you know, there are things that we lose that we are just not ready to lose. I thought that was quite a, It's quite a nice line. Yeah, and the, interesting, the bridge is quite short, Mm -hmm. but of course, you know, with with a shorter song, you don't necessarily want a whole wacky bridge, you know, with with lots of stuff happening, so. I really liked that, that was uh, really nice in the little ending, the, um, just a tree as opposed to, you know, repeating a chorus, which, you know, um, you could do, you just uh, ended it off with uh, repeating the first two lines of the song. And the title. And the title, Yes.
3: Yeah. And, uh, you know, we wanted to end it kind of in a questioning minor sort of way, you know, un- uh, rather unfinished, which is kind of how the whole song feels. It's like the ambiguity of it all, um, hey. of, of the way life moves, you know, sort mm-hmm. a piece of that in it. Um, there was a point where my producer wanted to end it on a major note. And I'm like, I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> like, it doesn't resolve. It's, it's just not like that. And yeah. Yeah. Just, I'm happy just, with that decision.
0: Yeah. Yeah yeah just leave it hanging uh mm-hmm. the end. yeah it does have, have more of that melancholy feeling to it yeah so, exactly so. like
3: living in the feeling yep.
0: mm-hmm.
1: what uh what is your lyric editing process like
3: um you know i think everything's on the table but mine personally is i read it through and i'm like can we beat that line does it play to the hook does it does it get you where you want to go does every line have power um, could could a line have more power if we adjusted it a little? Um, could it could it mean more? Uh, I'm a lyric girl, so, you know, is there a way to make that? I mean, I've said this. I think, Neil, it was uh, when we were talking with Chad. I, I said this maybe also, and I'm like, can you turn the knife a little bit more? Can it, yeah, can I remember you, that. <laughs> can you feel it a little bit more? Is there a way to... ratchet up the um what you feel on any given line and if there is then then maybe that's where you want to go because the more someone feels in a song i mean it it, that's what you're going for is getting people to feel something so if you can work that in somehow it doesn't always work and you know some songs are just fun but then how can you make people feel more joy or happy or you know whatever emotion you're going for but can you how can you how can you um, how can you not settle? And how can you make the lines as strong as they can be?
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because it's not always it's not always about hurt and pain and whatever. And and especially yeah. especially if you're writing a song that has a more abstract lyric, mm-hmm. then yeah. sometimes it's you know, like it's not we're really wearing its emotion out on the sleeves. Like
3: Yep.
2: Well, and well, even in works, the
0: but. in the
3: the songs that are like that I wrote one the other day and I was just like I'm so sick of details I just wrote a song to be like ethereal and weird and and, and I was hmm. like but does it do that really well yeah <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> does, every, does every line do that really well and you know if the answer when you get done you're like yep it was all really poetic and confusing that's great because that's what you were doing you know <laughs> does it do what you want it to do and if it doesn't then change a word to make it do what you want it to do be in control of the words don't let them be in control of you you know if there are thousands of ways to say the same thing do you remember what kind of ed- edits you went through on the song i have old versions of it but off the top of my head um it, it's lived like this now in my head for about four months you know <laughs> so i think it, it'd be hard to go back but I, I know that there were things um you know like uh, I'm trying to remember exactly what we did. I think we played around. We played around with the bridge a little bit. We um, played around with the second verse. Oh, you know, one of the things was um, to things that I should probably leave behind as the days got shorter. So in verse two, as the days got shorter, and I said no because life got harder, and hmm. and that upped the Annie on like that. I think that increased the twist of the knife, kind of you know, because as the days got shorter versus because life got harder, feels different. So that's one that I remember other than that. um, A lot of the song has been pretty permanently fixed in my head now as it stands in front of you. <laughs> so yeah. I can't, I'd have to actually look back to an old lyric sheet, but I know we did that kind of work on every line to try mm-hmm. to make sure um, and make it, make it land as well as it could.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. The, 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 that's a really interesting point because like, like the difference between days got shorter and life got harder. Days got shorter. Is a little bit more open to interpretation. Maybe it doesn't, it doesn't, like you say, twist the knife as hard.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But it does, it does leave you open to interpretation. Whereas because life got harder, there's no um there's no ambiguity there. There's no
3: Yeah, and I see, Yeah, and that might not have been the exact line, but it was it's similar to that. Cause I see that yeah, that's yeah. that's the first one line, but it's it it was like that. I just can't quite tag mm-hmm. what it was, but it was it was very much like that. It was like a the nights got the nights got longer you know or this that and the other thing but we twisted it to be something personal
0: like yeah and and, and i think i think that's i mean and i'm not not trying to say that one is better or worse than the other but but for certainly for the song that this is that that seems to be more um more more appropriate um there's there's a lot of things i really like about this song i like the um i really like the lift in the chorus there are things we lose that just kind of takes off and really lets us know that that this is this is a chorus because because your title's not in your chorus, and right. and you need some other signposts to tell yeah. you that, and, and your and your chorus yeah. has lots of words.
3: <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> it's, it's, it arguably has yeah.
0: almost <laughs> as many words as, as the verse does, mm-hmm. and uh, but but it's still it's still pretty clear um, uh, when 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 the chorus is happening. Um, yeah. Some of the, some of the some of the rhymes are really nice. What time erases or what might break us? Mm-hmm. It's a nice soft rhyme, and that and that sort of thing really. Um, it really in a prosody sense sort of goes with that melancholy and with that with that softer approach to this to this song it's not meant to be a pop hit catchy
3: right it's not perfectly meant, rhymed it's everything. meant to be a perfectly rhymed thing and i'm a huge fan of the unusual rhyme mm-hmm. like the one that you go that's the word she used where did that come from you know like yeah. i love that kind of thing where it um where it's unexpected uh, because it makes the listener it kind of catches the ear different. You're like, oh, I expected that to be loose. Yeah, I expected that to be these two words together because that's what's together a lot. And like, what'd she say?
0: (laughs) I I, I, I always find as a listener, I tend to, if it's perfectly rhymed, I'm more attuned to the melody and to the the fact that it's perfectly rhymed and how catchy Mm -hmm. that makes it. Um, As opposed to a softer rhyme, I'll probably pay a little bit more attention to the content of the words.
3: That's interesting, but I think you're. I think you're probably right.
0: Yeah, because I know you're actually kind of focusing on something, and you chose that word for a specific for a reason. reason. And I want to know <laughs> what that reason is now, right? So it's a, it's kind of a thing. But it's interesting too that that you know, if you're not a songwriter and and trying to analyze these things, I mean, those softer rhymes they do they 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 do they do hit the listener. They don't hit them over the head with a perfect rhyme, but they do feel the. The kind of consistency and, yeah. the, and and the pattern and and they, they feel that it's that it's connected together somehow and yep. it's not random and all those sorts of things, but well, it's not as the, strong as a perfect rhyme. The
3: softer rhyme is also a little less settled. And this was yes. kind of an unsettled song. And yes. so the choice was to do a lot of those softer rhymes because it, it felt it felt a lot like that, that ambiguity of living in the middle of not knowing, you know, mm-hmm. and, and that felt right.
1: So, is the tree really um, around the bend of Highway 50 or is Highway 50 <laughs> just very, very
3: close? It's Highway 250.
1: Okay. okay. So why did
3: you choose 50 syllables
1: instead of 51? It
3: was just too hard to or... sing 250. <laughs> like, it just didn't feel as clean. Um, and, and, you know, it's a song, so it doesn't have to be perfectly what it was but But it just like round the bend off highway 50 uh, round the bend off highway 250 it just felt clunky Mm -hmm. right with the two in there and so i was like no let's just cut the two it'll be fine (laughs) our neighbors know where the tree is
1: (laughs) i can see (laughs) see people going through like every number to see which uh which works better like highway 21 or highway 86 or something you know
3: you know, and for for us, while we were writing this song, we once we landed on the fifty, we didn't really question because it was literally a, a tree off the around the bend off Highway 250, and so once we cut the two off of that, it just felt right to leave it. it just sang um, better,
0: yeah. It, it doesn't very... rhyme with anything. <laughs> well,
3: yeah, that's true. But it but it just felt right to leave it as part of the song, uh, kind mm-hmm. of um, an homage to the actual tree, but not quite. You know, so.
1: So why does the tree actually hold on to its? Is it some kind of weird? Uh...
3: I think it's a bur oak tree. And, um, but, but it just, it doesn't hold on to all of them, just a portion of them. And yeah, like they're, hmm. they're like the, the reddish brown type of end of season leaves that you would see usually on the ground in the fall, but he hang, it hangs on to them until the new ones start to come. And, hmm. and, you know, cause I actually watched that next spring when, you know, like I watched it and I was like, no, it actually does keep them all the way through until the new ones start to grow. It's like, it's a, I don't know. Huh. It's just, it's just that. I, I think it's a burrow, but I don't quote me on that. Cause I'm not sure. I, um, but it, it just is a really unusual Tree and it's it's yeah. the photo that's the image on the front of the the single like that's mm. the actual it's the only photo I actually got of that tree before it got struck by this poor tree got struck by lightning. Oh, no. um, oh that's so <laughs> I sad. I know. Sad. So then it cut, got cut down, and I we drove we drove by uh one morning heading to town, and I went oh, I like it's gone. <laughs> so, oh, that's terrible! It's, it's
0: like this fantastic tree that's holding to its leaves through Minnesota winters, and I it gets know. struck by lightning, and,
3: <laughs> and then it gets. Yeah, and it's like, well, you shouldn't have held
0: on it so tightly anyway. You yeah, should have been just exactly.
3: like, <laughs> <laughs> I know, there's all sorts of things. but you a know. metaphor or something? Uh, <laughs> yeah. I,
0: I want to ask you about one thing in particular, because I'm, I'm actually kind of, well, okay, I'm struggling with this with the current song that I'm working on. I yeah. find that um, a lot of the time I'm using... Like for example, the word choose. The word choose mm-hmm. pops up a lot in my song because it's a lot about choosing to do this and that and the other, way right? And I keep yeah. finding myself using the bloody word choose and I want to use different words. Yep. And the top of your chorus is because there are things we lose that we're just not ready to lose. And... Mm -hmm. I'm looking at that going, if that was my current song right now, I would have been changing one of those loses to something else just for the sake of having a different word (laughs) in there. Yeah.
3: And I guess that's, I think you're, you're right to a point, but like, I just think it felt right. Like things we lose, we're just not ready to lose because it sounds Mm -hmm. like something you'd say. It does. does. Like, I I don't feel like it felt, it didn't feel forced to use it twice, but it also didn't feel wrong to use it twice. You know, like, Mm -hmm. um, because a lot of times my test is, would I say that, you know, like, would I ever say that in real life? And I'm like, if that feels like something I would actually say, then it's okay for me to sing it that way. You know, um, I try not to reuse words, but in, in most cases, but it, you know, I was going <laughs> to sing it eventually. I guess, so I didn't really, like, you know, I, I, to your point though, um, I use a, uh, master Writer, it's a, a program, but I use the Thesaurus in there yeah. all the time, and the the especially the synonym feature in that
0: oh, all the yeah. time. I've been doing that this week.
3: <laughs> yeah, so like if you choose, and then like different ways to say it, and how to how to build that out, and how to um, how to um, make it a conscious choice. You know, that's yeah. just it. Like because this was a conscious choice to leave those in the way they were, um, but. I've made just as many in the opposite direction. <laughs> yeah, and
0: you're absolutely right if it if it feels natural and you know what feels natural, mm-hmm. right? And if you, and if you do change it to something else and it ends up sounding contrived and and kind of forced then that's yeah, maybe Yeah, that's exactly maybe, it. Cuz I not the best thing.
3: I, I try to really make it not sound like um, I rhymed it with this word just for rhyme's sake.
0: Oh yeah. I've been guilty of that so many times. (laughs) I mean,
3: you throw the word in, you're like, that works great, I can move on. And then you look back and you're like, no. (laughs) 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 Nope, (laughs) that one's got to (laughs) go. Which is part of the great critique process and the the, being able to be like um, self critical without being against yourself. You know, like look at the thing objectively and go, okay, that word should be different. You know, like it's not critical so much as just objective. Try to like put the song down, step away come back and say, did I do the best I could do with this song today? You know? <laughs> I have a question for us. It's
1: kind of a meta question that we could discuss as group. Yeah. So we all write these songs and then we record them in some format. And how do you feel about revising those songs? When you have a song recorded, do you just kind of leave it alone? Or it's so easy now, especially with home recording, as to, well, you know, I could fix that line or I could fix this or I can fix that or I could change that that lyric is that something you would do or do you think you should just like you have a song it's done you move on to the next one
3: for me i'm open to editing a song until i'm gone (laughs) you know but (laughs) but i also will say that probably would be something i would do live like i wouldn't maybe go Hmm. back and re-release it unless it was a major change i would just adjust it as i was playing it you know there's, there's a line here or there where i'm like nope I found a better way, and if it's better, it's better, you know. So, but I don't, Neil. Do you have a uh, thought on how you would have once? Because I don't do the production myself, so that's mm-hmm. a whole nother thing for me.
0: Yeah, and, and and I do spend a lot of time in my home studio tweaking and and out the things. The song I was talking about a few minutes ago is a mm-hmm. song that I'm revisiting that I wrote originally like 12 years ago. Yep. And 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 now musically it's barely changed at all the the chorus is completely different um melodically and lyrically but a lot of the verses are even changing um from things that I've learned like like from you Sarah from like attacking each line and being can this have as much as much weight as it possibly can or is it just a throwaway thing and um so in that sense but but in that sense I never kind of finished that song and when I say finished I mean it ends up on my SoundCloud. It ends up on my band I, camp. Yeah. It ends up, I don't use SoundCloud anymore. Cause I've kind of run out of space. <laughs> and, uh, but you know, does it end up on my Bandcamp? Uh-huh. And, and that to me is a finished song and, and that one and anything that's on my Bandcamp, I, 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 I probably will not, want to say never, never say never, but uh-huh. more than likely those are done. They're, they, they captured that song in that specific time. And I'm, you know, to this day, I'm still happy with them. Yeah. Um, you know, uh so the, 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 that's the kind of way i i i tackle it is yeah i want to i want to see something to to its completion and when it's complete it's it's complete for that time and and that's yeah. okay to never revisit it or you know what you could revisit a song 12 years later and maybe make something out of it like yeah
1: it's it's interesting because i was you know thinking about one of my favorite songs which is midnight train to georgia mm-hmm which the actual song by the songwriter was Midnight Plane to Houston, mm-hmm. which, of course, is such a terrible name for a song. I, but um, Midnight Train to Georgia is so much better. And, you know, the way it rhymes, the way it flows. But they actually changed the song that was written um, mainly because she said, you know, she doesn't know anyone who, who who would take a plane. In her world, everyone just took trains. Mm, and trains are much more romantic. Yeah. yeah, so it's it's an interesting thing because I've been going through a lot of my old songs. And as I learned, as I learned to mix better. And um so all the things that are, that I've noticed that are wrong before, I want to go back and fix them. So I'm just, mm-hmm. you know, and I have this huge backlog of songs that I'm still not getting to, because I'm going gee, I really should fix that baseline <laughs> in that song. And it's just, I don't know when you stop tweaking. It's, it's hard. Yeah.
3: Thing. I think that it's, I think you're right though. I, I hadn't thought about like the songs from a decade ago. Cause I, I take those all the time and start fresh with them. Like if I mm. haven't, if I haven't put it out in the world, cause I mm. think that's true too. Like yeah. once you kind of initially finalized it, like maybe I'd leave it, but I think it's still fair game. I mean, it's a mm-hmm. song, it's a living, breathing thing. Like, and yeah. if it, if there's a way that you've learned 10 more years worth of stuff, like that could be a much different song in a, mm. in a, in the next version of it you know like just uh, re-release it in a different way or you know i i love taking the things i wrote when i was you know 15 and going wow that's crap that's crap that's not great but this little piece is wonderful and i love it and it's still true and take that and like build a new one off of it mm-hmm. yeah
0: like like and and this one that, that I'm visiting right now i didn't i didn't know i i, I, I it, it was it was several years later that i decided i didn't like the chorus Mm-hmm. <clears throat> after i first wrote it. and then i never visited again but then I, I recently yeah. just came up with a, a different idea for the chorus i didn't even think about it too long it was like oh yeah that's what the chorus should be boom
2: oh yeah and
0: then and and that's it and then and then i took it to our songwriters meetup and i kind of knew this going into the meetup but it was confirmed at the meetup i have a verse two problem 12 years ago i didn't know what the verse two problem was now oh, <laughs> i know what the verse two problem oh, is <laughs> great well,
3: but you know and like that's great right and i'm just-
0: like one when step I, at a time. Exactly. Even when I rewrote the chorus, I'd look at this thing going, yeah, this is a first year problem.
3: <laughs> yeah, thing. I look back at the stuff I used to write and I'm like, oh, my pronouns from one, like you and then I. Yeah, oh, like no. those things are all messed up. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, why did I do that? Because I didn't know. Because I was still growing. I'm still yeah. growing. I hope to never stop growing. I'm, yeah, I hope my songs 10 years from now are way better than what I'm writing today.
1: Yeah. that's the whole best. That's the best thing about songwriting. You never get, you never finish getting better. Yeah. and I think people who do yeah. then they stop songwriting. But uh, exactly, but, yeah, know, yeah. that's the best thing. Is you can I always feel like every every week it's like, oh, okay, now I
3: get it. Yeah, you
0: get it. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And the
3: next week will be, oh, now I get it. So, but once you start, how do you stop songwriting? Like you
0: can't. Is yeah, that a know. thing? No, <laughs> no. You're doing it in your sleep for crying out loud. I, yeah,
3: like I, it's it's probably the one thing in my life. I just I don't think I could ever quit it. I didn't, I don't remember when I started it and I don't think I can quit it. So uh, Sarah,
1: what's coming up uh, next for you?
3: Um Well, I've got a, a couple more singles that'll be coming off my, uh, you know, from my EP project. So I'll, one actually comes out tomorrow. Oh, actually one comes out the 24th. So that'll be released by the time this is out. Um And uh and then I have a couple more singles between now and, you know, fall. And my EP will come out at some point in 2023. I haven't figured out the exact plan for all of that.
0: but. So you're, you're doing that. I notice a few songwriters are doing this. You release all the singles first or a few of the singles. And then you drop yep. the full, which is, yeah. I guess, I guess how they used to do it back in the day, too. It's yeah, not, that not should, something new.
3: It was kind of a recommendation on somebody who's worked with a lot of larger artists. And that's kind of how they do it about every Six to eight weeks, they release something different, and then at the end you have a a, a project that you release that encapsulates it all, plus maybe a couple other songs. So I've mm-hmm. got four that I'll release as singles, and then an EP with six songs. So there's two additional tracks. So there's something, there's more meat on the bone for the for the, for the EP. EP there, but, yeah. um, and I'm just learning as I go. I don't know this stuff. Don't quote me. Like, yeah. don't, I, don't I, do it without checking out
0: your own No, stuff. no, no, <laughs> only I'm funny. only yeah. only noting it because this was last year, the year before, maybe a, a band that I follow. I really like. I'm not going to name who they were. But they released a single. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this is fantastic. I really love it. And I, and I went on to their band camp and I, and I bought the single. And then, like, three months later it was on their EP and there was no indication that it was going to be on their EP. So I bought their EP anyway, (laughs) you know, like I bought this song twice. I wish I would have known. I would have just waited to buy the EP. (laughs) Yeah.
3: Well, and exactly. So there's, there's my personal, my artist project stuff. And then there I'm writing all the time for, you know, artist pitches for other artists and uh, TV sync stuff for TV film and movie. And yeah, I'm pitching things in all directions Hmm. right now and enjoying that process as well cool so there's just a lot of moving parts right now in my songwriting life and it's, having a really good time with it and trying to keep up with all the different avenues and um you know have fun like i'm trying to just like this is so much fun like i can't imagine not doing it and i want to keep that in the center of it because otherwise there's really i i don't find as much point in it
0: <laughs> yeah the, 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 as soon as it starts feeling like work then yeah
3: yeah,
1: yeah you don't want it just to be like oh you got to do that, or do the songwriting thing, you know, and then it becomes like just another job. You know? What's yeah. the point of that? You know, exactly. It's like, it's like another and, job but, with, with, <laughs> with, with, with worse
3: pay and longer hours, you know? Exactly. Like, if we're going to do this thing that takes every bit of, like, all the things inside you and all the joy and, and forces you to put it out on paper and in sound, and then, it, and make it feel like work? No. <laughs> it better, be, it better, better mean be. something. It better be, yeah. you know,
0: more than that. Yeah. Until, until you start until, you, know, until you start trying to market your stuff, then it becomes work. <laughs> yeah,
3: I know. Then it's work. That part's work.
0: <laughs> that's not, yeah. We'll just that, all play. Yeah, that, 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 that's certainly, you know, draining in a different way than the creative <laughs> part of it. Yeah. Anyway, okay, I think there I hear the band, so that's all the time we have on Song Talk Radio. Special thanks to Sarah Peterson. Great to have you on the show. Where can our listeners hear more of your music and your upcoming singles and your EP?
3: They you can be on Spotify at Sarah Peterson, uh, web at Sarah Peterson Music, uh, Instagram at Sarah Peterson Music. and um, yeah, and I'd love to have you all there.
0: Awesome and we'll put links to all that stuff on the show post for this episode so be sure to check out the uh, website at songtalk.ca and uh, we want to hear from you so please send us your comments Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at at songtalkradio or send us an email feedback at songtalk.ca and be sure to check out our YouTube channel for live performance videos and full episodes subscribe today to the Song Talk Radio podcast on your favorite podcast provider and you can find links to all the products books and web services we mentioned on the show on our resources page on the website and uh, wherever you are in the world please join us online via Zoom uh, at our next monthly Song Talk Meetup. It's free to join on meetup.com and free to attend the meetup Bring a song in a lyric sheet and get constructive feedback from other songwriters. Stop by songtalk.ca for the link. And for our Toronto listeners, um, we have actually booked March the 5th for the return of our in-person meetups at the uh, Transact Club in uh, downtown Toronto. Finally, Uh, you can RSVP for that now, so check that out on the uh, the meetup page. And if you're not in Toronto, do not worry, we still will be running online meetups as well in a sort of hybrid model, so uh, you're not uh, left out. So um, you can follow me Modi.com. you can follow phil at philemery.ca and and sarah where's your where's your favorite social media platform where do you like the best
3: i love instagram
0: instagram of course <laughs> yeah,
3: the I know.
1: instagram thing
3: yeah, yeah. yeah. i, I lo- i'm a photographer too so i love of course.
0: it <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, and, and and that's uh sarah sarah peterson sarah music
3: Pe- yep sarah peterson music
0: Uh, Thanks for listening everybody Be sure to stop by the website songtalk.ca to browse past shows and find out where you can be a guest Thanks for tuning in everyone and keep on writing Good
1: night everyone